Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chocolate Cornell, and today I am joined by my intangibles partner. It's Tempest the Wrestler. Hello, Tempest. I'm Tempest. You, you is that is, is that your intro every time now? It's just I'm Tempest. Well, it's it's from Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my favorite movies. Scott Pilgrim, so, fantastic. Yes, I agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a very good intro. Bread makes you fat. That's. <laughs> That gets or quoted in my friend group way more than it probably should. Uh, yeah, too fat. I I think uh, I think just well, it's hard <laughs> is probably the one that comes up most uh, for me. But yeah, there there's a lot of them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic movie. Um, anyway, uh, like this isn't the the Scott Pilgrim podcast as much as I'd love it to be. Uh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, sorry. False I, I know this isn't what you signed up for. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Um, we've got, we've got lots of emails today, Tempest. We've got loads of emails. We've got six. Oh, that's a lot of emails. It is. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get through all of them today, but thank you guys for emailing in. I've been asking for months and now people are finally doing it. This is amazing. So what we've, what we can figure is that Tempest is the draw. Absolutely. They want to, they want to ask me questions and tell me their life stories. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so if you guys have your emails that you want to get read out on the show as well, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to email in. Uh, we'll get through uh, some of them in the outro, but for now, let's talk about the main show, uh, where we're going to be talking about Cesaro versus Roman Reigns, and whether that's a feud that's actually going to happen. Let's talk about it. The first thing we're going to be talking about is this Cesaro-Roman Reigns feud that was seemingly being set up on this post-WrestleMania SmackDown episode. So it started off with Roman coming out and cutting what I thought was a pretty fun promo of him just saying like, well, I destroyed both Edge and Daniel Bryan and they're two Hall of Fame level talents. So 
no one else wants to step to me anymore because I'm great and I kill people and that's what I do. Um, he says, uh, yeah, basically that he's just the best. Paul Heyman does a little spiel about how great Edge and Daniel Bryan were and Roman's like, yeah, and I beat them. Huh, I'm great, right? Um, and then says, no one wants to come up. No one wants to step up to me. So you might as well fire up the jet. Give me a paycheck. I'm out of here. But as he goes to leave, someone does come out and it's Cesaro, guys. I got really excited. Um, because yeah, Cesaro's music hits and he starts to come out and, and we're like, okay, Cesaro's gonna be maybe the first challenger for Roman post mania. That's interesting. Um, he comes out, he kind of stares down Roman for a little bit, walks past him to go grab a microphone, and as he does that, Roman and everyone else just walk out the ring and just leave him in like proper like disrespect and just leave him just standing and don't want to listen to anything he has to say. And as he as he turns around, he he has the microphone and just doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, they they've gone. That's hmm. I really liked this interaction between them because it it kind of teased that like, hey, this is sort of the direction we're going without it being too overt and in your face to start with. And they didn't have a they didn't have like you know like a 15, 20 minute back and forth about like you know I'm the tribal chief. I'm Swiss. Look how many spins I did at WrestleMania um, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, so I thought it was quite like a, a, a subtle piece of storytelling. And I thought it started off really well. I quite liked it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're going to put two guys together for a pay-per-view world championship match, these would probably be like my, my dream pairing right now, you know, because obviously Cesaro has been underutilized for, god the last 10 years in wwe and roman reigns is just at the top of his game right now and i love 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 these two together i remember i said it on twitter uh yesterday when i was watching this that them together in 2015 had a match on raw and it was like one of the best matches that roman reigns had had up to that point in his career i can't wait for them to have a match now because roman reigns is just so much more of a complete wrestler now than he was in 2015 because i mean god like i wouldn't even consider roman reigns like a good wrestler in 2015 like he was he was fine he could be carried to a great match but he wasn't the guy that you'd put in the situation to have a great match he was the guy that you needed to put with a cesaro or a daniel bryan in order to pull that great match out of him now he's the guy that has the great matches and you put him with another guy who has great matches like Cesaro. Oh, this is just so exciting. I really it did is. like the segment itself too. Like Roman Reigns is a good promo now that he doesn't have to do all the hokey cartoon suffering succotash garbage. Mm -hmm. And he just put over like, Hey, I told you what was going to happen. And then I did it. And you really get the sense like, this is the guy. Like mm -hmm. there's, uh, if you didn't get that message at WrestleMania, like you weren't paying attention like this is the guy in wwe he is the guy that they're pushing and honestly i don't think they're wrong for it like he's he's the total package right now in wwe and just oh it's so 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 good i'm so excited mm -hmm. yeah big agree on on all fronts of that one uh after that we then got a little backstage promo where cesaro went to adam pierce and sonya deville backstage and he was like did you see what roman just did to me out there I want a match with Roman Reigns tonight. Like, he doesn't even have to put the title on the line or anything. I just want a match with Roman. Uh, Adam Pearce looked like he was going to disagree, but Sonya Deville kind of cut across him. He's like, yeah, no, that sounds great. I'll speak to him and see if, uh, see if he wants to do it. 
So again, teasing a bit more Adam Pierce, Sonia Deville tension, whatever that's leading to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a backstage promo later with Kayla Braxton and Paul Heyman, where Paul Heyman, I thought, cut a wonderful promo uh, here. Paul Heyman cuts a good promo. Shocker, I know. Oh. Um, but him just saying that um, <laughs> WrestleMania night one didn't have a rain delay. It was actually the tears of angels that were weeping in anticipation of the beating that Roman was going to give Edge and Daniel Bryan. I was like, Oh, that is what a great line, Paul Heyman. Um, and he he kind of built up this whole thing and to be like, we're going to give Cesaro what he wants. We're finally going to do it. It's Cesaro versus Jey Uso. Um, not Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is mainstream attraction. He's not just going to, you know, succumb to the whims of Cesaro. Makes a lot of sense. Um, my only gripe with this is we've seen Jey Uso take the place of Roman Reigns in matches for ages now and he loses all of them uh which like you kind of just get to a point where like okay so james is in the main event and he's gonna be facing this guy who's roman's challenger and that person's gonna win and and that's the story like it makes sense to not have reigns wrestle and i totally agree with not having reigns wrestle like barely at all on smackdown and just have him be like pay-per-view level attraction that only gets brought out for the big matches and the big title defenses I'm all for that, but I think you need to find a way to not have him wrestle and just not have also just have Jay wrestle because I think that just gets too samey after a while. Yeah, and unfortunately, like the only other real option that I could see happening would be to bring like Jimmy Uso back, but I mean, it's basically the same thing, <laughs> you know? Like Jay Uso and Jimmy. Do you just Uso twin have... shame them? Is that what you just uh, did? Yeah, I know. Because you cut me off in the middle of trying to not twin twin shame. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say that Jay and Jimmy Uso now are like separate characters. It's mm. not the Usos as yeah. one act. It's Jimmy and Jay. And I think that's good. Gives them both different personalities, which, you know, is necessary in pro wrestling. But aesthetically, if you put Cesaro versus Jimmy Uso in the main event of SmackDown. It doesn't change my excitement level. It doesn't change my interest level in any of it. So I don't think that that really accomplishes what we're looking for here. But I agree that they need to find a different way because otherwise, like, most of these main events on SmackDown are just going to really become samey. And that's not a good thing because Lord knows we get that everywhere else in WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But this all led to uh, eventually the main event. After we got... The same clip of Seth Rollins getting spun by Cesaro in the UFO spin with the no hands five times on the show. Was it five? Five times on the show. The same clip five times. It drove me insane. And the thing is, it makes me so annoyed because organically, it's such a cool spot. And it's a thing that you see and you go, that's really cool. That's really impressive. I love looking at that. That's great. And then WWE goes, guys, this thing's really cool. Love it. And you go, no, I don't want to love it anymore because you're telling me to enjoy it. It's just like you have like an automatic like response to it of just being like, they're telling me to do something. So I don't want to do it anymore. It wound me up so much. It's like, just let the fans just enjoy it. 
just just let them do it because we already were enjoying it. You don't need to tell us. Or if you're going to show highlights from the match, show different highlights. Like show the aeroplane spin, show him doing just the normal swing, show him doing the neutralizer, show him doing, you know, all the other cool spots that were in that match. Show different bits of it throughout the night. That's cool. If you want to do a recap and push Cesaro as like, this was his big thing at WrestleMania, cool. But it's the same clip every time. And then the commentators being like, oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's the best. Oh, what a WrestleMania moment highlight. Buzz, 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 buzz words. It's like, oh my God, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> I I would totally understand showing this at the beginning, like right after the Cesaro Roman Reigns segment, and mm-hmm. then right at the end, like right before sure. the Cesaro main event, just because, you know, it's a two hour show. Maybe someone came in after the first hour and they didn't see it. I don't think anybody really missed WrestleMania, but in case they did, I could understand showing it on, on two separate occasions. But five goddamn times, like it's just like you said. This was a thing that everyone watched and went, that was pretty cool. You see that? That was awesome. And then WWE says, guys, you got to see this thing. It's really awesome. And we're like, yeah, yeah, no, we know. It was, it was good. Yeah, we like that. It's like, no, but you, did, you, did you see it? Did you see it? You really, you got you to gotta like it, guys. And <laughs> it reminds me of when uh, Titus O'Neil slipped and fell under the ring at the mm-hmm. Greatest Royal Rumble. And because it was like a real thing that because when things happen in real time, even if they're predetermined, which the Titus thing wasn't, but the Cesaro thing was as it as it's happening, you see it and you go, that's pretty cool or that's pretty funny. You know what? It's not funny or when it's not cool is when the big billion dollar company goes, did you see Titus fall? Ah, It's the funniest thing we ever see, guys. (laughs) And then at the next Royal Rumble, he comes out. He's like, "Okay, I got to I got to make sure I got to make sure that I don't I don't slip and fall under the ring. Uh, Oh, my God. Like, it's not funny anymore. (laughs) And it's not cool anymore. When you're telling us that it's cool, let us tell you that it's cool exactly yes oh my god okay i don't want to see also it's not like it's impressive but they're like this is the most impressive feat that's ever taken place at wrestlemania like it's really not cesaro like like, cesaro power slammed freaking big show out of the ring at the andre it's more impressive show that like god like i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i can do a lot of stuff in wrestling yeah but i think i could do this ufo spin Mm-hmm. you know yeah. like yeah you put a guy in a fireman's carry and you spin like yeah. it's it's really cool it's a really great visual i don't want to take anything away from the spot but them over promoting it makes me less interested in seeing it yeah exactly yeah that's exactly what it is but that's enough negativity about the whole thing because then we got to the main event where we're totally not going to be negative about anything in this main event nothing mm-hmm. at all um because firstly it was a really fun match. Jey Uso, Cesaro, both great wrestlers. I, I, As always, whenever Cesaro wrestles, I really bought into his offense. I was like, yeah, let's go, Cesaro. I just want to see you win all the time, which is great. It's just what you want for the guy that you're really pushing. Cesaro gets the swing on Jey Uso, locks that in and starts that going. Seth Rollins comes in the ring and causes a DQ. Doesn't hit the stomp or anything. He kind of just punches him in the back of the head. And that's the show. Uh, Seth Rollins goes up on the ramp and is just like, it's not over till I say it's over. And 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 then that's the show. 
Mm, I have so, thoughts. So yeah. do I. Let's look at the positives first. Positives to take out of this. They're positioning Cesaro into that main event slot. And it seems like he's heading towards a feud with Roman Reigns. However, they might be doing a slow burn to get to that Reigns feud. Because it feels like they're still going to be doing Rollins versus Cesaro for now. And they might be they're, they're kind of teasing Cesaro in that main event spot without actually uh, putting him in that main event spot against Roman immediately. But we're just starting to see him in that sort of framework, which is good if that's what you're going to do. That does mean that I need to have faith in WWE doing a long-term story, which I don't. But, you know, that's it's positive signs for now. Negatives. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? why? Mm-hmm. Like, I said it in my edited review earlier. I hate the fact that feuds continue past WrestleMania. Like, in general, only in very, very rare circumstances should feuds ever go past WrestleMania. That should be the big culmination of the vast majority of feuds. I hate the fact that they have artificially extended this one. I hate the fact that Rollins caused a DQ in the main event. I'm sick of disqualification finishes. I hate the fact he didn't even hit a stomp on Cesaro. He just punched him in the back of the head and then left. I I didn't like this at all. Yeah, I was really enjoying SmackDown up to this point. Like, I thought that this was, like, a really solid show. Nothing super, like, blow away incredible, but I thought it was, like, a good, adequate show. And this happened and just grinds my gears. Like, just like you said, I don't want to see the match again. It was a good match, but the story is over. I hate when they do this. I hate, hate, hate when you have, especially if the babyface just wins. He won. It's n- Seth Rollins lost and is just getting the heat again. We're literally just starting the rivalry over again. And it was fine. It was over. It ha- It was a good contained story that ended with a really good match at WrestleMania. And it accomplished its goals. It elevated Cesaro and put him on a path to something else. That is exactly what you want out of a WrestleMania feud. That's perfect to the T description of what you want from like a mid-card wrestling feud. Loved it. Also, didn't get into it in the main event promo. I'll mention it here. I absolutely love that he, that Cesaro is being positioned in this main event spot because to me that says that his win over Seth Rollins mattered. And that is a big thing in WWE when they don't, they don't tell you that wins and losses matter. Most of the time they tell you the exact opposite, that they don't matter, which you'll see later in this review. But I love that. And then you're telling me that again, that win didn't matter because we're just doing it again. And that's to me where the problem comes because I just don't, I don't want to give WWE the chance to, to mess this up. Right. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm worried now that if they do have a match of backlash, which seems to be the way they're going, um, that Rollins is going to win. I'd, I'd, I'd hate that. Get a little bit of 50, 50 booking going. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I, but then like, the only way this can go is either Cesaro comes out worse if Rollins wins or, or Cesaro gets another win over Rollins and we're in the same spot as we were at WrestleMania because he already got the win. So yeah. who's gonna? nothing's going to change out of this. It's either going to get worse for Cesaro or it's going to stay the same. So what's the point? 
Like, yeah. God. Yeah. When, I mean, yeah. it. the last couple of years, I've, I've complained about WWE booking what I consider to be, like, the SummerSlam main event for mm-hmm. the pay-per-view directly after. Like, last year, they had Drew against Seth Rollins, which I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's, like, probably the best match that you can book on Raw right now. Let's save that for SummerSlam, and they didn't do that. And the year before that, they did it with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, which mm-hmm. I thought was by far the best match you could book on Raw, and they had it at Money in the Bank. So if they are trying to wait and save Cesaro versus Roman Reigns for, like, SummerSlam, I think that that's a positive but this mm-hmm. isn't how you buy to the time between now and then. You have to continue to tell the the story and have that story develop between now and then. Instead, they're just replaying the last chapter of it, and I don't think that that's a productive use of that time. Honestly, I'd I'd rather they just get to the Roman Reigns Cesaro match because I don't really have faith in them to to fill that time properly. No, me neither. Un- unless they genuinely have plans for Cesaro to beat Reigns, which I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. If Cesaro's going to beat Reigns, absolutely extend this out and have Cesaro win at a big one like a SummerSlam or later down the line. You don't want him to just beat him on the pay-per-view after WrestleMania because you might as well have done it at WrestleMania at that point. But if he's not going to win, you might as well do it now. Yeah. You, like, you, you just might as well. And the thing that winds me up as well, is I think I've seen a couple people in the chat, and I've definitely seen people online. And it's like, well, yeah, it's backlash. It's supposed to be WrestleMania stuff. It's like they're the ones who call the pay per views. Just don't call it backlash. And then you don't have to do rematches. Done. Yeah. They're the yeah. ones who are calling it WrestleMania backlash. Just call it someone else. Call it Insurrection. Take it to the UK. I don't know. <laughs> like you know, as uh, <laughs> the first pay per view name that came to my head. Oof. Call it Great Balls of Fire. I don't care. Just like, yeah. I, it winds me up that people are like, well, it's called Backlash, so it has to have Re- WrestleMania rematches. Like, no, it doesn't. They're the ones that are calling it Backlash. Just don't call it Backlash. Done. Yeah. Last year, Backlash wasn't after WrestleMania. His <laughs> Money in the Bank was after WrestleMania. It's the greatest wrestling match ever, Backlash. Uh, that was that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, overall, I'm really happy that Cesaro is going into this kind of main event um, tier so to speak, and I'm glad that they seem to be teasing it out. I'm not a huge fan of the whole Rollins rematch thing, but I'm really hoping that that is, that Cesaro continues on a good path. That's, please do that. Because I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying him in that kind of top tier caliber player. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into some of your Ultra Chats. If you guys want to get in your Ultra Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support link is on the screen get those in and we will get through every single one of your messages by the time we end the show here today um charles berg comes in to say hey there guys my intangibles for today is sensitive skin slash hungry i'm happy and concerned about a cesaro roman feud hopefully it elevates him but sadly i doubt it shame about samoa joe vince seems to have eyes for only one samoan named joe wonder when someone will make that joke uh yes Agreed. It is a massive shame about Samoa Joe, which, you know, both Wrestle Talk and Wrestle Talk podcast channels have covered extensively at this point. So I, I won't harp on about it too much. Love Joe. It's a shame. Um, and yes, I, I'm also happy and concerned about Cesaro Roman feud as well. I hope they don't, uh, in the nicest possible way, I hope they don't Kevin Owens it and have Cesaro feud with Reigns for three months. And then Cesaro just keeps losing every time. And then that's it because mm-hmm. that would be a bit of a waste i feel like it, this feels like the kind of feud where it's going to be like right this is cesaro's time and he needs to either win or like have one match and come really close and that's yeah. it yeah to me those are the most appealing options like mm. cesaro is a main event caliber talent like there's no one who's gonna deny that you can get over in defeat when mm. you have a really great match and lose you can't get over if you have three pay-per-view matches in a row and lose all of them. Yeah. And when it comes to WWE booking, where they like to just run the same pay-per-view match back several times in a row, I ha- like I'm nervous. I want this to be good. That's the thing. Like I really want this to be good, but I don't have faith in them to do it good. So Absolutely. KG. Eh, yes, very. Uh, DJ Desmond uh, comes in to say, uh, what's your criteria for a great wrestler? Do you factor in promos, legacy, character, Mm. etc.? Seems unfair because in WWE, much of that is decided for them. And we can't base it off booking either. Just some thoughts. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Um, Such a loaded question. It is. um, But the thing is, though, I wouldn't say it's necessarily all on WWE because I say someone like Chad Gable is a great wrestler and he's had nothing in WWE. Um, But we can still recognize the the potential within him because we've seen flashes of brilliance from him. Like 
some sort of comedic timing he's got um in ring caliber out the wazoo he's got um like an endearing personality if he wants to be a baby face he's got an annoying heel if he wants to do that he's got like i, I feel like the small amount of promo time he's got and the amount we've seen him in the ring is enough for me to say that guy is a great wrestler because i've seen enough of a package around him someone like yeah. you know if, if, if let's say for example if someone wasn't familiar with killer cross on in impact and wherever where else he was before and they've only seen carrying cross in nxt it would be hard for you to say that he's a great wrestler because you've not really seen that much of him you've seen the odd promo and a couple matches and that's it and i think you probably yeah i think you need a bit more time to kind of get that well-rounded knowledge of him that, that would be my opinion anyway yeah, I honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to give like a, a really concise good answer for this because this mm. to me is like, a, like I, we could do a whole podcast on this question. I'm just like, what yeah, makes a good wrestler, you know? Yeah. Um, but in short, I think because like you can be like a great wrestler like Chad Gable while also not being like given the chance to be a complete package, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if Chad Gable was given the same opportunities as like Kenny Omega to be in main event, 30 minute matches, like every week that given the chance to, to carry a company, I have faith that he could do it, but we don't, that's not based off of like fact that's based off of like hypothetical situation, you know? So it's difficult to compare people like that. Um, that being said, if I look at like the greatest wrestlers, and people who have proven themselves to be great, I think you do need like a level of charisma, you know, like that aura that makes you larger than life. I think that mm -hmm. that's a must. I think you need technique. To me personally, this doesn't apply for everyone. Everyone's, you know, this is objective. But for me, a great wrestler need I need to be able to look forward to their matches, you know, and that is where some WWE people just kind of fall short to me. Um, and I think. I don't weight promos as heavily as the other two, but mm -hmm. you need it to be like one of the best, you know, like if, if you're a very charismatic guy who can have a great match, but he can't cut a promo, like you can still be great. But if you can cut the promo and put all those three things together, then you're like Steve Austin and you're one of the greatest of all mm -hmm. time. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, it's just like if you max out all those stats, then, then of course, you get to yes. be the very tippy top best. But yeah. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll sum this up with what uh, Sergey's put in the chat here saying being a great wrestler, it's about the intangibles. Of course. It is. It really is about those uh, those intangibles. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the rest of the show here. Uh, so we had that that opening um, uh, promo from Roman Reigns. Also on his entrance, they had the 8K camera. Give me more of it. It uh -huh. looks so pretty. Um, also something we should talk about is Pat McAfee is now on the SmackDown commentary team, replacing Corey Grace. So it's now Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. I really like Pat McAfee. I thought him on commentary here was fine. Yeah, I think it was... Honestly... I've seen a lot of people upset with WWE commentary this week between Pat McAfee and Adnan Verk on raw. And 
maybe it's just because maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention to them to be upset. Maybe I, my just expectations of WWE commentary is so unbelievably low. I really wasn't that bothered with either of them. You know, like I've just become so desensitized to WWE commentary that when you've got guys like this, like Pat McAfee can talk and he's got like an air of charisma about him. So mm-hmm. if he wants to be a heel commentary, a heel commentator, I'll definitely give him the time to like fine tune himself because mm-hmm. a very important detail. He's a big enough star that I don't think Vince McMahon is going to scream at him. Ooh, maybe and that 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 could be like a big factor in his development as a commentator. Mm, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I I thought he was fine. People ask him for for comments. I thought it was fine. Um. Uh, so after the opening stuff that we had, we got Otis versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, we had a little video package for Otis beforehand being like, he's a heel now, he's strong and he's big. Um, I thought this was a fun little match, put over Otis's power in a few cool looking spots. Um, and Rey actually ended up getting the win here in what I thought was a really fun, unique pin where he went from the middle rope jumped onto Otis's back like Otis was facing him but Ray jumped like past him and landed on his back and then went into a crucifix pin from there and got like the the crucifix pin victory really cool stuff um Ray Mysterio in the last couple years has just like been so innovative and in all the stuff he's done like almost every like bigger match that he's had and also random ones like this against Otis he just does something you're like I've never seen that before and it's, it's just really, really cool. Um, I don't know how I feel about Ray getting the win. I don't know if I care all that much about Ray getting the win or Otis getting the win because really I'm interested in the tag teams, in their position in the tag team division. I don't know if this changes really anything, but it was a fun little match. Ray won with a cool thing, so thumbs up, yep. I guess. Yep. Because uh, like, I, like I said, we started with the negativity because all the negativity I really had for this show was in relation to the main event and main event angle. I really liked most of the show really. And this match, while I do have an issue with SmackDown only having four tag teams and like those four tag teams are all just like, we're just going to wrestle each other like forever. It's going to be street profits and dirty dogs and the Mysterios and alpha Academy, like Mm -hmm. until the end of time, until there's another superstar shakeup and they, they move the, the chess pieces around a little bit. I didn't have like a problem with this match. I thought it was fun. I mean, Rey Mysterio is still just like a legend. You know, he's fantastic. He hasn't really slowed down hardly at all. You know, he's just a great performer. And then him beating Otis, I don't really have a problem with it, honestly. Because like, I'm long past caring about Otis. You know, like, he's funny. He's a fun comedy character. But he's not even doing that now. He's just like a heel. So, yeah, I would have I would have had more of a problem if Otis had beaten Ray than this happening. And it was a, it was a clean finish. And it was yep. innovative. So this gets a thumbs up from me. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that the only negativity you had on this show was towards the, the, the main event and all that stuff. I disagree. Because we got the, the promo backstage with Paul Heyman that we mentioned. Then Sami Zayn came out and Sami Zayn cut a really good promo. Really good promo. He's so good at what he does about being the annoying conspiracy theorist heel. He's he's so fun. 
He then says he got screwed at WrestleMania, as you'd expect him to say, saying that he was distracted by Logan Paul and all that stuff. And then he calls out Kevin Owens. And I'm like, okay, it's the SmackDown after WrestleMania. He's just called out his WrestleMania opponent. Chances are Kevin Owens is not going to come out. A new babyface is going to come out instead, or someone, not even a debut, but just someone else is going to come out. Like, fresh start, it's after Mania, someone else is going to come out to sh- try and shut up Sami Zayn. It was Kevin Owens. <laughs> uh, KO came out, and what really wound me up about this, KO made his entrance, and then they went to an ad break, and then they said, confrontation between Owens and Zayn, coming up soon. It's like, I just, yeah, I just can't with their pacing. Yeah. It just, it just winds me up. But and people then... want to see the entrances, Pete. That's what people yeah. want to see. Not the promos or the matches. They want to see the cool entrances. Yeah. And then they just had a rematch. Wasn't even a promo back and forth of Kevin being like, dude, I beat you. Please shut up. That I would have been okay with. Of Kevin just being like, please, you're my friend. Please just come back to sensible i tried to beat it out of you at wrestlemania clearly didn't work and now he's trying something else to try and get sammy back on side no they just had a rematch they 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 just fought again and we saw this match at wrestlemania Mm -hmm. literally less than a week prior we saw the match and they had shockingly it was a great match it's kevin owens versus sammy Zayn. of course it's going to be a great match and then it got to the end and sammy just leaves the ring and doesn't get back in for the count of 10. Mm-hmm. So then it was a count-out victory for Kevin Owens, who, again, has beaten Sami Zayn, much like he did at WrestleMania. And then he goes out the ring, he gets Sami back in the ring, and hits a stunner. So what has changed from WrestleMania to now? Because it's exactly the same. Kevin Owens is standing tall, he hits a stunner on Sami, and he's the, the guy that just says, you're dumb. There's, there's no difference. This was a fun match to watch, really fun match to watch, and I love both these guys. Great promo to start off with from Sami Zayn, but the ent- entire thing in terms of a story was a complete waste of time. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't re. I got into it a little bit in the Cesaro Seth Rollins thing, but this mm-hmm. whole show really just kind of felt like like nothing over the last week has really mattered. You know, like. Roman Reigns cut a promo and said that, you know, he's the best. And that was something that mattered. But otherwise, this was just like, all right, we're going again, guys. You know, all the tag teams are basically having the same matches that they had a week ago, two weeks ago, you know, forever and ever. Amen. Um, Owens and, and Zayn just had a WrestleMania rematch. And then we're going again with Cesaro and Seth Rollins. So, And then again with the women's tag, they're just going again. But... In in regards to this match and the finish, first of all, hate the finish. The finish was awful. Like, I don't care about winning this match. I'm going to leave. Why have the match then? Why not just leave two seconds into the match if you don't care? So that's one thing. Two, I feel I don't know that this is how things work, but I feel like WWE puts together a show like this, and they've got it all on like a whiteboard, and they're mm-hmm. like, all right, we'll do one clean finish. We'll do mm-hmm. one screwy finish. We'll do mm-hmm. one count out. We'll do one DQ. Which ones do we want to do? And this was just the count-out match for the night. Yeah. You know, people got on me for comparing things too much to AEW on the NXT stream. But you know why a lot of people like AEW? is because they don't do dumb finishes. They've had, like, one disqualification in their two-year history. 
People don't like DQ finishes and countouts. So don't do them. Like if you yeah. can't if you can't book a finish, don't book the match. I think is a yeah. is a good way to look at it. And they didn't have a finish here. Especially when you consider that Kevin Owens wins by countout and then brings him back and hits the stunner anyway. Why can't he just win? Right? Just have him beat him. He just beat him a week ago at WrestleMania. Just have him do that again. Why yeah. are you like ha- not even halfway protecting Sami Zayn? You're like a quarter of the way protecting Sami Zayn. Like you're doing it in theory, but yeah. they're not actually doing it. Yeah, it just uh now that you mention it, yeah, this this did really drive me nuts. Maybe I wasn't yeah. as as sold on the the whole show as I as I thought I was. But yeah. oof. Um, one one thing that could save this whole storyline for me, have Sami Zayn be right. Have there actually mm. be a conspiracy? That like would WWE. be very fun, actually. Like, I started thinking about that, and I was like, ooh, that's actually, like, a fun storyline. Like, if yeah. you find out, like, he's not actually crazy, and you uncover all this footage that he's actually planted around the Thunderdome, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're trying to keep him down. He's like, look, yeah. I told you. I told you all. I was right. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. Kevin Owens could be like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. He, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe but, maybe make yeah. them a tag I, team. So yeah, much stuff we either- could do. Either that and KO is just like, oh God, he was right. Or KO just tries to get Sammy back on side and back into sanity and they become a babyface tag team. Yes. I'm okay with that too. Yes. Another tag team for the tag team division, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. It makes sense with all the history. I'd be okay with it because, you know, it's two singles guys being thrown together, but they have so much history together. It would actually make sense for them to be a tag team. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's the thing too. Like, if you go back far enough, they were a tag team. Yeah, exactly. You know? Is that because that that to me would I feel like that's another one of the things where I saw a lot of people when Andrade started doing like the the tranquilo pose and the ropes mm-hmm. and they're like he's stealing Naito's thing. It's like oh <laughs> uh, well actually Naito <laughs> stole it from him. Yeah. You know? So if people were just like oh it's two singles guys they shouldn't be a tag team. It's like well actually they okay. were a tag team. They were a tag team before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'd love to see it. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Me too. Um, we got a quick backstage promo from Apollo Crews. Uh, Dabakato, formerly known as Babatunde, uh, has now been rebranded again. He's now Commander Aziz. That's all I got from this sure. promo. Apollo just said, I'm the champion. I'm going to rule WWE or whatever he said. Cool. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, we then got um, Bianca Belair doing a victory ceremony with the Street Profits. Um what I quite liked about this was that it made sense to be the Street Profits. And it's mm-hmm. not like Bianca Belair's on the Ding Dong Hello Show or Bianca Belair's on Miz TV or something stupid like that. It's actually like, oh no, the Street Profits there. That makes a lot of sense because Montez Ford is actually married to her. Nice. Um, I I quite liked the moment beforehand where Ford was just like introducing her because you could tell that he really like cared about it. Uh, trying to introduce us like the EST and all that stuff and doing all like all her catchphrases and all that stuff to hype her up, which was really nice. Um, so I thought this was a good promo from Bianca Belair. I thought that she delivered it really well. Um, what I, what I didn't like about it was that it didn't feel very real. It felt very, very scripted. Um, when she's like, I'm here for all the people that want to chase their dreams. And I'm like, that feels like WWE script. That doesn't feel like it's you saying that. And that 
That kind of wound me up a little bit because the thing that I really loved about the Bel Air Banks match at Mania was that it felt real. Like that moment beforehand where the emotions just get the better of both of them. I'm like, this is just, this is what it means. Like let them embrace that side of it. And I felt like this needed, like Belair's victory thing needed to be like an unscripted from the heart, just being like, I can't believe I'm here. Thank you so much for everything. And this felt very just like, I am so happy to be here. Even though it was very well delivered, it just felt very like, this is what WWE is telling me to say, which it just it just jarred with me. I'm not blaming Belair for this at all, because I think, like I said, I think she delivered it really well. Um, but it was just... It's just something didn't quite connect with me on this one. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, I I didn't have as much of, a, of an issue with it. I just thought it was like a nice little wholesome segment just because I don't really expect WWE to let people mm. go out and cut a promo like that. Um, so I didn't like it didn't bother me that much that it it felt a little bit uh, contrived, perhaps. Um because I was just like, eh, they they gave us a good a good match, WrestleMania. They gave us the right finish, and now the babyface is coming out and they're cutting a promo. Uh, and like you said, it all made sense. Mm-hmm. So even if it was like a, an eight out of ten segment instead of a ten out of ten set segment, I'd be like, yeah, that's 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 good enough. You know, for 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 WWE, I'm happy with that, and not gonna not gonna really let it let it bother me too much. The, yeah. the, the, I mean the that, that, yeah. that is a minor point like I said I still really enjoyed the yeah. segment it was just a minor thing it just like I felt like it could have been like an upper echelon like tier promo of her just being like all of her emotion because we've seen how emotional she gets about a lot of stuff it's like when she won the mm-hmm. rumble and right. when she at Wrestlemania and stuff like that it just felt like there was just something just not quite there and I wanted it to be there because I really like Belair um, maybe that's just my emotions talking I don't know um, uh, after that we had um it led into a tag team match, which we'll get onto in a minute, but we had a couple backstage segments first, which was Sasha Banks backstage, the former champion, uh, who was so angry she couldn't even form a sentence and then just walked off, um, which I thought was quite effective. The the camera kind of panning down to her side where she still got the mark from Belair's hair whip, which was nice. I don't know whether that's already healed and they've just kind of put it back on with makeup and stuff. Wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, it was very effective. And then she mm. just walked off very angry. Um, I, I would I would have changed this slightly because I yeah. find it I find it really hokey that she's standing back there for an interview waiting and just being like, no, it walks away. Mm-hmm. I would I instead would have had her walking around backstage and be approached for an interview and just mm-hmm. be like, no, and just walked away. Because to me, yeah. I don't it doesn't click for me if she's standing there waiting to talk and he's like, no, I've got nothing to say. Mm hmm. You need to establish that she has nothing to say by having someone come and ask her. It's a really small detail, mm-hmm. but these sort of things just like kind of stick out to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could make the argument if I'm playing devil's advocate here, because I do agree with you. But if I'm playing devil's advocate, you can make the argument that she was fine to do the interview until she heard Belair's promo. And Belair's promo wound her up so much that she's like, I can't do this interview anymore. I just need to... Because it was immediately afterwards, after Belair's segment. So anyway... um. We then got um, uh, Bailey, who came in into the same spot. The exact same spot. It's like she's standing two feet off screen. It's like, all right, your turn. Yeah, which I thought was very funny. Uh, In between, of course, we did have the clip of Cesaro doing the UFO spin, because that's the thing they Mm. use to break up the segments. Um, Bailey comes in and says she wants to challenge Bianca. Um, She needs to get the gold back. Cool. The thing is, 
I don't know how sold I am on seeing Bailey Bianca again because we saw that right before like Rumble time. But who else is Bianca gonna feud with? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. So I guess yeah. we do a Bailey again. I I, li- I like it. I like Bailey and Bianca. I think that's like a logical next step. And mm-hmm. I think I don't. Again, I don't really have faith in WWE to hold things off, especially with how few top level women there are there are in the SmackDown Women's Division. But I would think that they would want to do like Sasha Bianca at SummerSlam, like do the rematch mm-hmm. then. Sure. And if you if you have like two pay per view matches with Bailey in between there, I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, we then got a tag team match of Street Profits versus the Dirty Dogs for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This kind of came out of nowhere um, of them getting another yeah. tag title opportunity after the Fatal Four Way, but sure. Um, <laughs> this is a nitpick, and I know people are going to be mad at me because that's pretty much all I've been doing this entire episode. But the thing that just really wound me up was Street Profits in strong control like really, really strong control in doing all their big moves. Uh, Dawkins got a big hot tag and was doing all his offense and stuff. And then at one point, he I think he dropped Ziggler, whoever was legal. And then he got out the ring and him and Montez Ford walked up to a camera and just started screaming into it as they went to an ad break. And I'm like, there's no reason that you do that unless you knew you were going to an ad break. It makes it feel so fake that they're just like, well, time for an ad break, better go scream at the camera rather than just, I don't know, doing more moves. Like, just keep wrestling. You're in control. Like, it looked like they were building towards, like, a finish. That's how strong the the offense was. It was, like, all of the big moves on their hot comeback kind of thing. And then he just stopped to get out the ring to go and scream in a camera. It's like, what are you you doing? Mm -hmm. Wrestle! Do the thing! It it really wound me up. But that is a a nitpick, and I know it's a nitpick, but it it just annoyed me, okay? Um... It's just like, imagine watching another show, just any other random show on TV. And they go, <laughs> what are we going to do about this situation? You go, I don't know, but we'll see after the ad break. It's like, that would completely just like take me out of like everything. And this just had the same vibe to me. Mm-hmm. of just being like, this feels incredibly formulaic. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, well, there's a reason that I specifically love the production value of like New Japan because New Japan mm-hmm. films the matches for like the matches like the cameramen work to make the matches look better and in wwe they wrestle for the camera yes it's like the opposite like they they Mm -hmm. wrestle as if they're on tv instead of them shooting a t show about wrestling yes yeah 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 that's a very good uh way to put it um but this match i thought was pretty fun um i mean they're, they're all pretty pretty good wrestlers um oh, yeah. uh but Ziggler retains uh for the dirty dogs once again. Um he gets a, a tag onto Rude while Ford's looking away, so Ford doesn't realize he's legal. He turns around to try and attack Rude and gets hit with a zigzag, and Ziggler um yeah, gets the retains the the tag belts. Mm-hmm. I sure. really like this finish, you know? Yeah, the me finish too. like it, was good. It, it flowed really well. You know, a lot of the times mm. when things have like really odd timing, you can kind of tell like Montez Ford could throw him into the corner, hit his big move, step back, and then wait like a second because that's when the finish is supposed to happen in the structure of the match. And sometimes that will come off a little bit wonky. This was not one of those times. This was like, oh, he threw him in, step back, boom, zigzag. And I was like, oh, perfect timing. Love that. Yes. I don't really care who wins this match 
you know, because like the it's the SmackDown tag titles. They really don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these titles don't matter, but the SmackDown tag, none of these tag titles mean a damn thing right now. But if you can have like a good entertaining match on a, on a Friday night, I'm not going to complain about it. I got yeah. no, I got nothing bad to say. Totally. Uh, we got another clip of Cesaro doing the spin. And then mm-hmm. we got Natalia versus Shayna Baszler, which <sighs> was short. Natalia won with a roll up. And we're going again. Pete. We're going again. We're just doing the match again. At- Christ. Uh-huh. If this was real, this was real, pissed off me if you were a t- if you were a champion in WWE, it was like, oh yeah, we defended those titles, we we nailed it, we we got them out of the way. Oh, we're doing it again. We have to we have to face them again. Why do, why do we need to face them again? Oh no no reason. Oh, well that's stupid. Mm. Like how pissed off would you be if like you beat your challenger and they were just back? Yep. You know. Uh, yep. It's dumb. Yep. Hate it. it would be it would be great if they had some more women's tag teams that they could put on this show, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Maybe maybe a pair of Australian wrestlers that were a really good solid tag team act in WWE. Hmm, wherever could they find one of those? Mm-hmm. Moving on, we then got the clip of Cesaro doing the bloody spin to Rollins. Literally, clip of the spin. <laughs> Really short, like one minute match. Clip of the bloody spin again. It, mm. <laughs> you d- if you didn't watch SmackDown, God, you have to see it to believe how many times they did this bloody clip on this show because it was ridiculous. Uh, then we got a Jay Uso promo backstage of him just being like, um, Oh, what was it? He said something really, it was a really good line from Jay Uso, but I didn't write it down of him saying, like, uh, Oh, what was it? It was something like, oh, you love doing your swing, but I don't think you'll be able to do that when you don't have any teeth or something like that. It, it was it was better than what I said, just said, but it, it really cool. I, I love Jay Uso's style of promo, just being really fired up all the time and just shouting mm. everything. It's, it's really cool. I like him a lot. I, I really, um, I like the promo because like, it's a good promo, but I feel like it also services the character because he's standing mm-hmm. there next to like the ultra calm Roman Reigns. And I always just get the feeling that Roman Reigns is like, this goddamn geek. Like he's just, shouting you know like it's like when your younger like sibling or cousin or whatever is just like acting up Mm -hmm. just a little bit too much and it's like they're on your side but they're being loud and obnoxious about it so roman's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let him go he's Mm -hmm. he's probably he's probably gonna lose but i'll just let him go let him save his peace i just i really like the dynamic between the two because Jay's yeah. like, yeah, I gotta show, I gotta show the tribal chief, I gotta show Roman, you know, I gotta, I, this is this is me, this is I'm Jay Uso, I'm gonna kick, I'm gonna kick Cesaro in the face, and then he, and then he loses. But I love, yeah. I just love the dynamic. I love the dynamic between them. Yeah, totally. Uh, then we got into the main event of Jay versus Cesaro, which we've already spoken about. Um, so overall, I thought this was a fine episode. Um, for for a regular SmackDown, it's, it's good. Solid stuff for a SmackDown after WrestleMania, not great. Yeah, that's that's, that's where my head's at. I, I think it was a three out of five show. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad, but for a SmackDown after Mania, it was a bit anticlimactic and everything felt a bit repetitive, apart from the Cesaro stuff, which I'm very excited for. Yes, so, yeah. yes, I, I mean, I would agree. I think it's a three out of five show. I think it was like a good three out of five. Like, I watched mm-hmm. it and didn't have 
I didn't have a whole lot wrong with the show as I was watching it. Like I saw the Sami Zayn finish and I was like, well, that's dumb. And I really didn't like the main event finish, but the rest of the show throughout, I was like, oh, you know, I've, like I've seen, I've seen a lot worse. You know, mm. this is just like, it's serviceable. I was like happy with it. I think a lot of people, and it's not their fault. They expect a lot more out of WrestleMania week than we got yeah. this year. Yeah. And I don't really know why we didn't get anything like, we got the return of the Viking Raiders on Raw, and that's basically been the highlight of WrestleMania week as far as Raw and SmackDown goes, which yeah. isn't enough. Like, you couldn't find someone to debut or bring back or anything. Like, yeah. I mean, this show was better than Raw, but Christ, anything's that's better than Raw. That's not hard to beat. <laughs> no. You know, so I mean, like, yeah, it was a good show. I don't think anybody who watches is going to be like mad that they spent their Friday night watching it, but wasn't like wow wasn't shinsuke nakamura debuting on smackdown after wrestlemania you know yeah not quite we need to say thank you to some very special people and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon if you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet you should bunch of stuff going on there got WrestleTalk Extra coming up soon we've actually just done for the first time since the Patreon shakeup we've done merch suggestions we've got a poll up right now for people to vote on so they can see what kind of uh, what next piece of merch we should be designing which people are voting on right now um uh, and if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Moving Sideways, Kieran Crabtree. Woo! Thank you. Uh, very good. Why does this name always land on me? Oh, amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, you'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimajewski. Nice. We'll take that one. We'll take it. I Justin, feel like I'm getting closer. You are, yeah. Justin, the human Godzilla, Wastrak. Woo! Thank Woo! you. Uh, we've got Yanni Zane Hamid. Yeah, thank you very much. Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Woo! Thank Woo! you. We've got the big bad dog with two D or two G's. Damn, Damn it. Mess it up. Ryan Hansen. <laughs> Woo! Yes, thank you very much. It's the easy words that trip me out. Absolutely. Not yes. the hard ones. No. Uh, full of flavor. Sean Blandford. Woo! Woo! Thank you. The limitless one, Rambo Dre. Yeah, thank you very you much. You don't even need a, a nickname. That's a cool name. Oh, Rambo Dre. Uh, all-star Chuck Turner. Woo! Thank you very hey much. Now, you're an all-star. You are. He's a bit... He's a bit Ben... Gr- I don't know if that's just... Go on. Written wrong. It's but that. He, it's not. He's a... He, all right. He's a bit Ben Green in the ring, Duncan, just Duncan. Woo! <laughs> that's two different names. Oh, it all... It's a bit Ben Green. Oh, his name is Ben Green. Oh, Ben Green. So he's a bit Ben Green in the ring. Most of them have quotes around them. It all flowed together. I thought it was one thing. I'm sorry. Duncan, just Duncan. Yeah. The next one. Yeah. Who thought this would be the hardest part of a SmackDown review? I know. Here comes the money. Fred Buckland. Hey, thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, all of our pledge hammers. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. 
Uh, Matthew Makovsky comes in to say, imagine how amazing it would have been if Roman said one line like he pulled at Mania 33, acknowledge me as the tribal chief, or I'm the head of the table, then walked away. On another note, all forces are versus Roman, but Seth was near him too. SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if I... I think Roman's a different character now. I don't think him saying acknowledge me would have worked necessarily. Also doesn't Um, work without a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the crowd that really made that promo post Mania Thirty Three. So, yeah. yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I, I think the promo he cut was very good uh, for this one. Yeah. Like if Roman, if Roman came out after WrestleMania Thirty Three and just said, "This is my yard now," but it was in an empty building, no one would remember that. Like it was just yeah. like you just would have came out and leave. The big thing was that they booed him for like seven minutes straight, and they mm-hmm. don't have the people for that. I also don't really. I don't really care to see Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns right now. I don't think that their characters like mesh mm. right now. Yeah, like they're both definitely. just heels. They're both heels and they're not the kind of heels that would like have a reason to clash. You know, I don't know. Maybe one of them turns at some point. Cause I mean like the match would be good, but this isn't something that I see in the near future. No, me neither. Uh, Matthew Robinson said, Hey guys, I love the direction that Seth is uh, getting to in this episode. I hope after Cesaro gets a match, they find a way to have this Seth against Roman, maybe at SummerSlam, or do you think mm. Seth will do something with Edge or Brian? I'd love to see Seth do something with Edge or Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those ideas much more. Yeah. Yes, me too. Um, Karen Mich- what? Mirchandani, sorry if I butchered that name. Uh, says, This may just be me, but I didn't mind the Kevin Owens feud going three matches. Interestingly enough, uh, Roman never pinned Kevin once in a feud. Uh, one was a ladder match, one a cage match, both where Jey Uso saved Roman and finally last man standing. Sure. Why a rematch, though? He's already beaten Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. See, to me, you need, if you're going to do this, because I, I talk about this in uh, my video on Tempest the Wrestler, the YouTube channel, uh, highlighting the feud between Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels, where I say mm-hmm. that they were able to have several matches in a row in that feud because they gave each match a different context. Like the storyline evolved during the rivalry. And so like the first match is like your technical wrestling match. The second match is like a fight, but not, it's not a no DQ fight. They just want revenge. The third match is the no DQ fight where it's like, this is just a mauling. And then the last match was a ladder match for the world title. So like each match had a different motivation behind it, a different context and different structure. Whereas like, yeah, each of these matches has a different stipulation, but the Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens matches all were just like, he just wants the title. So they're just Mm. going again with a different, like a different paint job. And I think you need to do more than that to keep people's attention. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Kevin comes in to say, yep, WrestleMania looks like it was ages ago. We're back in crappy WWE booking now. The show wasn't bad, but after that mania, especially both main events, you expect it to be more than an all right show. Agreed. WrestleMania was really good, and we kind of had high hopes going into Mania Week that maybe this was a bit of a reset. It wasn't. Um, Do you want to take over for a couple? Do you want to read out Uh, a couple if you've got the sheet there? Yeah, I've got it. Uh, Hector Rodriguez uh, says, hey guys, been re-watching y'all y'all comments to the Eli Cottonwood joke. But now when I look at the fact Tucker is gone, makes the joke really sad. Man, Tucker is gone. He, I don't Tucker I don't understand gone. the yeah, I don't really the know what between the, Eli uh, and Tucker. Yeah. I don't know. I mean right. Tucker's big. Eli Cottonwood was really tall. Yeah. That that's yeah. about all I got. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, Tucker seems happy to be gone, so I wouldn't feel too bad for him. Like there are definitely people that I think uh, uh, would have my sympathies a bit more than Tucker because he seems like he's about to have a ball. Mm. Um, Frank Marina says, I get WWE wants to have WrestleMania, quote unquote, backlash. But why five weeks after WrestleMania, WrestleMania, who wants to see a WrestleMania replay in five weeks? Also, stop pinning Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's a good point. We kind of glossed over Shayna Baszler. I mean, Shayna Baszler's been just getting pinned for like a year now. But like, yeah, she was unbeatable for like two years in NXT. And now she's losing to Natalia in a throwaway two-minute match on SmackDown. That's a little depressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to do this next two and then I'll do the rest? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, Matthew Mikowski says, questions for Tempest. What is your dream Raw versus New Japan match? SmackDown, oh my God, this is a lot. SmackDown versus New Japan, NXT versus New Japan, and AEW versus New Japan, matches that have never happened before. Oh my God, Uh, now he's running extra stipulations. Oh my goodness, there's so much here. Um, Okay, who's on what roster at this point? Um, Quick fire, lightning round. Yeah, um, give me, um, I forgot, Kenny Omega's not in New Japan. Um, but, uh, Christ, um, I'll say Keith Lee for raw up against, nice. uh, Tomohiro Ishii. I think that's yes. fun. That, that sounds like a Which good time. It's technically a match that has happened before. It happened at Rev Pro, but that's, ah, oh, damn it. We, well, the, 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 just fine. It's fine. Just keep I going. Have, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Um, for SmackDown, uh, I would say Daniel Bryan versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Nice. Which also has happened before, but I don't care. Yeah, um, and NXT versus New Japan. Um, oh goodness, um, who's who's even in NXT these days? We review this show, and my memory is just gone. Um, I'd probably say like like Kyle O'Reilly. He's been in New Japan, like everyone, whatever. Kyle O'Reilly against uh, Hiromu Takahashi. I don't think they've nice. wrestled before, nice. but that would be That's fun. Good. I'd really like that. And yeah. AEW versus New Japan. Um, give me, uh, I mean, I did a whole video on these, so there's a lot to pick from, but <clears throat> I would say, uh, give me Chris Jericho against Will Ospreay. That's fun. Yeah. You know, That's a fun I'm, one. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Jericho wants to do the match, you know, cause yeah. he's got like a whole new Japan checklist that, uh, he wants to get to, um, yeah. but he's yet to do it. Uh, and then Matthew Robinson, says tempest who would you put roman against in new japan wow a lot of new japan questions uh yeah. with this character for the moment for the best match Ooh, um i mean really anyone i think the the thing with new japan really is that you can have like everyone's got a different style so like every match would be good and also different honestly probably like ishii again like ishii mm-hmm. is just like the five-star match machine like he's yeah a, he is a perfect wrestler Tomohiro yeah. Ishii is a perfect Tomohiro Ishii. It's a perfect wrestler, just like Walter. He's perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> uh, we've got some general uh, wrestler talk chats here. Um, Ikoveko says, where's the stacked news? Dude, the stacked news hasn't existed for like a year at this point. <laughs> just throwing it out there. It it, it just, ha- I joined the Oli Authority and I stopped doing the stacked news because I didn't want to do it anymore. All right? Because I'm, I'm bad now. Uh, Jack Nichols says, uh, how much would we have to raise for charities to get Ollie to slice a line down his forehead and go full peen? Serious kudos for raising 20k. You guys rock. I'll pitch it to Ollie and see what he says. I'm sure it would be 
a lot. Uh, Matthew Robinson uh, finally says, Chopper, where's the jacket? It's okay. We know it was you. We know. Trust me. I'm happy that it is you that's taking down the Ollie Authority. Good luck, man. Ollie is the weakest with no hair. It wasn't me. And the jacket, I've told, I've said this before on many occasions, it's very itchy and it's getting warmer in this in this flat. So um, I just like to be able to uh, breathe and stuff. It's still on the screen. It still says corporate chopper. There's no no difference. No difference about anything at all. Okay, it's completely fine. It's just it's just the jacket is off for comfortability. It's not a word for comfort. Yeah, yeah it's 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 okay, Pete. I, mm-hmm. I've I've learned I've learned my lesson. I won't probe into this subject. I won't Amazing. ask. Thank you. I won't ask questions about how it's mm-hmm. been like four shows in a row where you haven't mm-hmm. worn the jacket. I won't. I'm, I won't bring it's up warmer. such. Yeah, it's 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 getting warmer. It's April now. It's the middle of April. Mm-hmm. I won't. I'll yep. I'll leave you be. Okay, so I'm going to preface this this first email I'm going to read, um, just for for listeners and for you, Tempest. It's a bit heavy. Just so you guys are aware, it's it's quite serious. Um, but we'll move on to some some more fun ones afterwards. But it does end on a little positive note. So let's, let's just get through it. So from frequent emailer Jack, also known as the Moist Sensation, says, Hey guys, it's Jack here. On Saturday at 9 p.m., my wife informed me that our mutual friend has been diagnosed with breast cancer. She's incredibly strong and brave, but needless to say, we're not taking this well. Luckily, it's been caught early, but my wife and I spent a long time embracing that evening. Shortly after this, my one-year-old teething daughter woke up in agony. My wife fed her, but she wasn't going back to sleep, and it became clear that she wouldn't settle without me in the room. So I used my dressing gown as a pillow, threw a blanket over myself, and lay on the floor watching WrestleMania through tears on my cracked phone screen. I couldn't enjoy WrestleMania this year. The show quality was mostly fantastic, but my mind couldn't seem to focus on it. I just want my friend to be okay. I keep thinking of her and her family. My heart breaks again. I know this sounds silly, but luckily, WrestleTalk was there. Mr. Davis and Luke's reviews were stellar, and Luke raving about the Nia segment was cathartic. Your shows help people so much more than you know. Your podcasts and videos have made a year of pure, unadulterated hell so much more tolerable. A small distraction makes a huge difference. Life is precious. Never pass up the opportunity to tell loved ones how you feel. Sorry I'm all over the place. I babble. Brevity is not my strongest suit. Take care. Stay choppy. Much love. Jam that jam. Well, Jack, I'm very sorry to hear that. And I'm glad that we're able to help in whatever small way it may be. Um, But we're thinking of you. And yeah, take care of yourself. And yeah, don't forget to, yeah, like you said, tell loved ones how you feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that just about covers it. Like, there's no real easy way to deal with everything that you've just said you know it it sucks but having faith in those around you to be there for you and to be positive during very difficult times is always uh always going to be a good way to to look at a very poor situation so i hope i hope that that can happen and again i'm i'm glad that anything that we as a team have been able to do to make things a little bit easier for you I'm glad that's been able to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why we do what we do, right? Is to try and entertain people and distract them for whatever terrible things going on in their lives. Um, and just on a personal note as well, Jack, uh, my my mum has gone through breast cancer and has got out the other side. So I'm, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, same is going to happen on, on your end as well. Um, thinking of you, buddy. Um, but we've got some other uh, emos to get through now as well. Um, we've got an interesting one here from Katie. This one's an embarrassing crush story, which I'm Ooh. all for. I love these. Um, 
so Katie emails in to say, hi, Intangibles. I, I love that that has caught on. Genuinely, I love that that's caught on. <clears throat> it says, hi, Intangibles. I have an, an embarrassing crush story, but please bear with me for the backstory. I really didn't fit in or feel like I had a place. Foster parents took me and another boy in and things really started turning around and I started feeling like a part of the team. And to get out ahead of this, the foster brother is not the embarrassing crush. <laughs> Which yeah, you're not for a second. Uh huh. Yeah. When you get there. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not the way it goes. My foster parents were strict and had a very specific way of doing things, but things were great. Fast forward a few months and my foster brother spent a few days hanging out with a new friend from our community, but our parents didn't approve of him in the slightest. They forbade them from spending time together and worked to convince my brother this guy was trouble. Here's where I come in. As soon as I heard there was someone we weren't allowed to hang around with, I immediately developed a crush. I'd never even spoken to this guy, but he was the strong and silent type with those piercing blue eyes, so I was smitten. I was searching for a chance to get alone with him to officially meet. I was out with my family and ended up at the same event uh, he was at, by chance. I figured uh, behind that brooding exterior was a gallant knight with a tortured soul. I, lo I love the description of this. It's great. Um, <laughs> I looked to history... I know, yeah. I looked to history for a way to get his attention and settled on a classic, pretending to faint and allow him to rush to my aid. I sold the hell out of my distress, but my plan failed. He and everyone else were distracted and I was ignored. Not to be deterred, I waited for a second opportune moment and feigned distress again. This time, success. He saw my plight and scooped me up and carried me into the sunset. And then we were roasted by Pete and Tempest in the NXT review. Because he's talking about Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> Team Index forever. Thanks for all you guys do. Thrilled to have the NXT reviews back. Jam that jam, Katie. You've deceived us, Katie. Wasn't about you at all. Uh, I, uh, I feel taken great. advantage of. I was, I was led <laughs> astray. I was bamboozled. I was flabbergasted. I was hornswoggled. You were. Uh, you were all of those and more. Um, God. Well, I don't a great even email. have thanks, to Katie. say about that now. Yeah, thanks, Casey. That's great. You know what? That's made me more invested in the story than NXT has. <laughs> that descriptions yeah. of the tortured soul and the gallant knight. Oh man, like that's it's got me into it. You know, maybe uh, I am going to love that story by the end of it. Uh, who knows? Those piercing blue eyes. I mean, oh, they they made Dexter mm. Loomis sound so dreamy. He's strong and silent. Got that right, Katie. That... on. Yeah, that was a pretty apt description. I I mm -hmm. must say, you yep. you can really make anyone sound sound attractive if you use the right <laughs> words. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you for that email, Katie. We've got one here from Eli as well. Uh, it says, Cottonwood? "Hey guys, uh, no, not Eli Cottonwood. No, uh, though no. I don't know whether this guy has a mustache or not. Um, but we'll see." Uh, he says, uh, "Hey guys, thought I'd email in, but not with an embarrassing crush story. Just because I wanted to talk to you guys. You don't need no gimmicks. Hashtag the intangibles, which." I feel like is a gimmick, but sure, let's go bit. with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tempest, you don't have to break kayfabe, but has your dog, Chelsea, seen you with and without your mask? And does she recognize you no matter which? Oh, well, the mask never comes off, of course. Of course, um, of course. Of course. Um, I don't think she's had any, like, big reaction to this mask. Um... Maybe because um, there was the mask that I wore for my first match, which is mm -hmm. a, a Dr. Wagner mask, sure. uh, which like basically covers my whole face. Uh, doesn't have it has like a mouth slit. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think she liked that one very much because mm -hmm. she was she seemed startled, startled when I when I wore it. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like 
hit and miss whether whether she cares about whatever I'm doing or not, you know, because mm-hmm. because she's just an old dog who prefers to lie around and sleep all day, which I mean, fair enough. I, I would do the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, Eli carries on in the email and says, Pete, being a and d guy and a wrestling fan, will we ever see you on a CBW episode? If so, what kind of character would you play? Thanks in advance, guys. Um, I would love to be on CBW as um as someone who was in the office while they were recording it it was very hard for me to just sit on the sidelines and not be like guys i want to play please um <laughs> i have i mean i i came up with a character just in case i ever um what was invited i have created character i even mentioned it to the uh the head of creative tom um if he if he thought it was a, a good idea or or terrible or whatever um but he seemed to like it i think it'd be quite fun and it might even involve me doing an accent. You know, that's always Ooh. fun. Uh, re- bit of voice acting never goes amiss. I, I do love doing that. So yeah, if if the opportunity arises, if I'm ever invited, then yeah, I'd love to be on it. But I don't know if that will happen because realistically, we've got a lot of white dudes on it. So mm. I don't know if we need any more of those because there's a lot on it already. So yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see how that one goes um thank you for the email though uh eli appreciate it we've got another one from juan here who says uh hola i guess i'll just be a regular around here hopefully i don't bother you too much by the way pete you have studied spanish at some point right you could actually be really good at it see i did study spanish for a little bit um to a level so that's like just before university level um interesting i have so much still I i have so much still to learn about you your education system mm, yeah is that it's just confusing oof, i have yeah. not not a clue mm-hmm. so yeah so it's just before what you guys would call college and we call university well college so, and university here are different things right it's, but our it's all your college i think i don't know the distinction mm. between your college and university i don't know what the changes because okay. college to us is very different from university like that's like different year that's like different ages and different years college is something very different Hmm. so yeah interesting it's it's super weird because our college is your high school i think i think they're the same age and then university for us is like above that university is the higher education yeah because for for us college and university are like largely the same thing they're mostly (laughs) interchangeable uh universities are typically more like uh like book based more studying and everything and college sure. is more like hands-on experience you Interesting. know um but they're both can like you graduate high school and then you choose one of those to go to like it's right. it's all it's all post-secondary education yes. is what we call it yeah. um but that's interesting i i didn't yeah. know that so yeah so i did spanish up to that point i've forgotten the vast majority of it by now um because it was it was a while ago because uh, i'd have been what that would be 10 years ago that i stopped learning that god i'm so old i hate it um <clears throat> would it be 11 uh <laughs> maybe even sad i've just forgotten how old i was oh god yeah so i did i did study it for a while it was actually my best subject technically um yeah and my my brother studied it and lived in spain for a while so for a couple of years me and my parents went and visited him in spain so i was like speaking spanish in spain for a while and stuff like that um so yeah i i i know how to pronounce certain words and things like that um and juan goes on in the email and just says this time i just want to ask how you doing 
Oh, this second one's a sensitive topic currently. A COVID restriction is getting better for you. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, they're not. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Uh, I was, uh, I was very much going to try to not turn any part of this podcast into yeah. a, into a political rank, rank, yeah. rant. Rank. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah it's rank. Um, yeah. but no, no, they're they're they've actually gotten significantly worse over the mm. last twenty four hours. Like the worst that they've been since the pandemic began. So, yep. uh, yeah, if you live in Ontario, you know what I'm talking about. So Doug Ford can lick my sweaty balls. <laughs> Uh, as for UK, it's slowly getting better. Yeah, we had on the 12th, so five days ago, uh, we had certain things open up like gyms and like pub gardens. You can go outside for places now, like for dining and things like that. You can see outside. Uh, still no indoor stuff yet, but so that we are getting there. I personally feel like it's still too early to be doing any of that stuff, but you know, that's fine. Um, but we're getting through our vaccines and stuff like that. So now it's just kind of holding out and waiting until they, they get done, basically, for the UK. So, yeah. Um, but they're sending it on a positive one because one ends with another question. What makes you happy at the moment? Ooh. For me, it's the fact that I'm now back in my flat. And because of the uh, the legality of things over here, um, if you're in a single person household, you are legally allowed to have a support bubble, which means you can have another household that you're allowed to treat like any other house, which means I can see my friends, which is wild. I've got two mates who live together and they don't have any other support bubbles. So I literally got to on the first night of WrestleMania, I just got to go and sit on their sofa and watch wrestling with them and watch the first night of mania and it was great it was so much fun and that made me very happy because i haven't been able to do that in ages um so yes uh that's what makes me happy at the moment is being back home and being around my friends very nice very wholesome Mm. um i don't know that there's uh, a whole lot that like really like just lifts my spirits and and all Mm -hmm. that uh when Honestly, when the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are winning, that, that's a really big one. I do yep. like that. They haven't done that this week, though. So, mm. um, I, I just That's finished. hockey, right? Maple that Leafs? Hockey. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Sports. Yeah. I'm so good at this. I was, I was going to just move the, the whole camera and show you, uh, show you my, my 10-year-old poster that's <laughs> sitting above me of a bunch yeah. of guys that don't play in this city anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, they, uh, in theory, we have the best team now that we've had in like 50 years. So nice. that's encouraging, but it's the mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. And as The Rock once said, he's the biggest thing to hit Canada because the Maple Leafs suck. And I nice. don't want to get my hopes up about them. So I do, mm-hmm. I do find a little bit of joy in watching like a good hockey game. I was thinking the same thing about our baseball team, but they've been losing a lot lately. Uh, the so Blue sport- Jays. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, this you. guy. How about how about basketball, Pete? Can you do that one? Uh, nope. Oh, <laughs> no, I can't. So close. It's the Toronto Raptors. Raptors? I did know that. Damn it. I totally knew that. Didn't they win a thing last year? They did. Uh, it was uh, two years ago. They won the championship oh, for the first time, and it was bonkers. That mm. made me happy. Uh, yeah. But we're two years removed from that, and they suck now. Nice. So, so not not great. Uh, I also just finished watching Young Justice for like the twentieth time, and that show is just incredible. I absolutely mm. love it. 
I wish all the seasons were on Netflix, but I understand why they can't do that. But uh, yeah, I love that show very, very much. Very mm-hmm. much. Awesome. That's good. Uh, Juan signs off this email just saying, hope you two sleep well after all that work of WrestleMania week. I'm catching up. I'm I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not quite recovered just yet, but I'm, I'm starting the process of trying to catch up on sleep. So yes. I'd be doing better with it if there wasn't a goddamn rooster <laughs> in my neighbor's backyard. <laughs> Still. See, I don't know if you've told this story on the podcast and we don't have time for you to tell it now. So we might have to tease that and say on the next podcast, either NXT or SmackDown, we'll have to tell the rooster story. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, thank you, everyone that emailed in. There's a couple more emails that we'll get to um, possibly on the next episode or something. Thank you for all the emails, though. I really do appreciate it. Um, and if you want to email in, support at WrestleTalk.com is the email address to send them in to. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening, guys. That's all the time we've got because we need to go live with the actual main show review that we've already done in kayfabe. Um So, yes, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, We'll see you very soon for some more as we do the build to WrestleMania backlash and all that stuff after post-mania come down and all that jazz. Uh, Yeah, stay tuned for more. We love you very much. Stay safe. Take care of each other. And we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 